but I'll go in the room. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni and Jason Marcus, and welcome to the NeighborhoodNY.com. Uh, I'd like to, I know we have some new listeners this week, so I'm just going to give a brief overview of how we started. Then we'll go into some real estate topics, some new community opportunities, um, some uh, uh, social networking, and our topic for this month is Facebook. And uh, then we'll uh, take questions and go from there. So how Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com started was we were doing, uh, we had three open houses and we had them, uh, people were coming in just to take a look at them because they'd been watching them being built. They were three in a row. And I realized as part of Clickit's a fabric arts group um, that I found, co-founded, we were running a clothing drive. And I wanted to tell the people that and just how to hook everybody up, new people coming in, new businesses, how do we wear our different hats. And so that's how Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com started. We found Blog Talk Radio. A friend of mine was on the show, sent me a link, and here we are. So what we're going to, like I say, we're going to start with real estate. Um, you can call in at any time at 646-929-1529. You can also, if you go to blog talk radio slash mtisoni, there's a chat there. You can send a message if you um, aren't able to dial in, and we can um, put your question on the air. Uh, okay, Jason, you want to introduce yourself first, and then we'll start with what you want to cover this week. Sure. Hi, I'm Jay Marcus. I work as a senior mortgage planner at Continental Home Loans. Uh, I've been doing it for about nine years, and uh, my focus today will naturally be um, just what's been going on in the last couple weeks. Uh, I was away, and obviously I've returned. Uh, interest rates kind of been inching up. Um, waiting to see if our new president is going to get the $800-plus-billion-dollar economic plan through um, the Hill. So we've kind of been pretty much plateauing with interest rates. They've been down for or staying pretty level for a while, but now um, as decent economic news has been released, they're slowly but surely going up. And we're just kind of holding off. A lot of us in the industry are just waiting to see how this stimulus package is going and the money is just going to be split to see if we're going to get that one last um, tug down of the interest rates, which is what kind of we're all sitting just anticipating. But at this point, it obviously hasn't happened yet. President, uh, you know, naturally just got in and he's working his hardest to get this thing going. It was the first thing on his agenda. So for the meantime, like I said, over the last few days, interest rates have been kind of inching up, but you're still able to get yourself rates under 5%, which, as you know, I've been telling everybody, take advantage of it. Absolutely don't get greedy. Get a position and, you know, 
secure it as fast as possible because you never know, even though a lot of people out there will always come out and say, yeah, listen, interest rates are probably going to go down. Nobody has that crystal ball, and when you play with fire, you're usually going to get burned. Um, can Now, just uh, can people lock in on an interest rate, and then what happens if it goes down? Well, in my case, you have program? Um, yeah. Yeah, in our case, we work as a mortgage banker, so we have the ability when interest rates do wind up dropping during the process, I have the ability to change locks. Now, just a quick, very quick overview on how um, it really works in the mortgage world is all of us banks, be it um, any of the major lenders out there or the smaller bankers like myself, all sell directly to Wall Street, okay? What winds up happening is there needs to be a servicing agent, meaning the company that you actually pay your mortgage to who collects the funds and then eventually pays Wall Street. So, for example, if you wind up with your mortgage through Chase, even though in your mind you think Chase actually has and owns your mortgage, they don't. They're actually just collecting money for an investor on Wall Street, usually Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or some sort of hedge fund. All Chase is interested in is collecting and having you pay your mortgage by the first, they keep the money for about 15 days, collect some interest on it, and for a servicing fee, then they pass the money on to Wall Street. As a mortgage banker, we basically have the option of being able to choose who this servicing agent's going to be. We, too, directly sell to Wall Street, but when we're choosing and locking our interest rates, we lock them with the servicing agent. So what winds up happening, if rates drop, I have the ability to basically cancel the lock with one servicing agent, relock with another servicing agent, and at the end of the day, I'm going to wind up selling that um, mortgage to Wall Street. And like I said, I choose which is going to be the servicing agent. I know it's a little bit complicated, but that's what allows me to basically choose and relock interest rates at lower rates during the process. Um, let me ask you a question. If someone has uh, a bank that currently holds it, should they should they get two opinions, get a second opinion? Um, does that matter? Um, what do you think the, about that? I always think it's a smart thing to obviously talk and, and seek out the most intelligent person you can find to handle your mortgage. At the end of the day, if you compare apples to apples, on the same day, at the same minute, you call five different banks. If everybody's doing right by you, they're all going to be in the same place. It's a sales thing. People are going to always try to present something to make it look better than it actually is. When you're in the mortgage business, it's, it's a little bit difficult because let's say I'm getting compared to somebody else. As long as I can sit there and compare apples to apples, at the end of the day, I can show a client that everybody's going to wind up being in the same place at the same time if you ask them right questions in the right way. So a lot of times, um, I wouldn't say you need to – go out there and call 10 banks to see and ask the question, what's the rate, what's the rate, what's the rate? You're never going to get anywhere with that. Um, what you're looking for is somebody who's going to be able to educate you through the process and explain mm -hmm. to you the things that you need to know. And the most important thing is from the point in time when you go to contract to the point in time that you close, you have somebody that understands and follows the market because that's where you're going to get your best interest rate in that time frame, not 10 10 days before you put an offer in on a house. At, 
when you get the call or any mortgage person gets the call and the person asks you what's the interest rate, you know right off the bat that they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So you, did you mean uh, when they go to contract, that's, is that what you meant, not closing? When they well, go to between contract, contract and, between contract and closing, naturally right, rates yeah. move on a daily basis. So when you're when you're doing or shopping for your mortgage or you basically put your trust into somebody, the key is to make sure that that person understands what type of economic news comes out that is going to or what type of um, things are on the schedule for that particular week, be it if the unemployment statistics are going to come out or if um, – you know, any sort of economic news that affects interest rates, there's a bunch of different things. And, you know, what the predictions are for those things. There's a lot of things that affect interest rates. So the more knowledgeable somebody that you're utilizing is, the better chance you have of getting that great rate during the course of time from, like I said, when you go to contract, when you find a house, to the point in time that you close. That's really when that ticking timepiece is going that really, really is going to make or break what interest rate you're going to wind up with. Um, I, I also think that uh, you find somebody, at, once you start looking, say we're not talking about a refi, we're just talking about someone's you know, going to start looking. That's the time to see who who you want to work with. Take a recommendation if you don't have somebody because then you start to get your paperwork lined up. Then you have them look and really give you an idea of what your price range is because a lot of people think, oh, I did, I went online and I said I could afford such and such. and But in reality, they've got something there that's going to make it higher or lower. That's the first thing. And then, um, so they spend a lot of time looking. So, so wouldn't you re- really recommend getting the pre-approval um, beforehand before they start looking? Absolutely. I mean, the way that we, as a company at Continental, work, it's always suitability over eligibility. The problem with what happened to the economy was, you know, irresponsible lending. There were people out there that were eligible to get a mortgage, but it wasn't suitable for them. So when I'm having discussions with people, I make sure, A, I don't spend every last dollar that they have because that's only going to put them behind the eight ball. And two, I make sure that when we're sitting and discussing budget that we're not stretching them to a, a point where it's just going to make it impossible for them to pay. So a lot of your preparation for going out there and buying a home really, really starts with just having an intelligent conversation with somebody that obviously understands what they're doing, figure out where your budget is versus what your price range is, and really zone into what the perfect position for them to be in when purchasing something. When I'm talking to um, clients and I'm obviously getting referrals from realtors, I don't want my real estate agents to start showing people houses that are $600,000 when a client can only afford $400,000. You've already ruined or basically have um, put yourself in a position as the realtor um, to fail. You're most likely not going to be able to um, have those people after you're showing them $600,000 houses buy a $400,000 house. So that's why I really, really, when it comes down to my agents, I can't say strongly enough 
make sure you pre have your clients pre-approved and figure out what their budget is before you get there out there and look, you know? Yeah, because time, I mean, even though we have uh, great mapping tools and uh, websites you can look at, it just wastes their time and your time. And um, it just, it then they're not, then their $400,000 house isn't going to compare to the $600,000 house. Um, and, you know, it, it's not a good feeling. What uh, also, now, uh, you, I know your company has uh, a credit repair division. And um, I'm sure they're good. There's, there is your company. That's why we all wear multiple hats. But if you'll just talk, uh, your um, the gentleman came to our office, and it, it credit that the way everything works is uh, confusing. Um, as far as if you pay this, it does something to your credit. If you take and raise your limit, it might be more adv- advantageous to you. So if you'll just talk a little bit about that, and um, that's another thing, going to seminars. I know your firm runs seminars, but I I would almost think if you think once you get that review, attend a seminar. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, One of the people in my company, Dan Sater, who has been in the industry for um, 20 years or so, started a division inside Continental for credit repair. Um, the first thing you have to understand about credit is that it, if you think of it in terms of a pie, obviously there's major factors that split up that pie and percentages which affect your interest rates. For example, um, one of the things out there that you'll hear all the time is, oh, don't run my credit report because I don't want to bring my scores down. One of the things Dan will teach you is, well, your credit score with inquiries is only affected by 10%. So naturally, if you run your credit a couple times, it's going to have basically no difference to pulling uh, your credit report. You don't want to abuse it because if you have too many inquiries, yes, it will start bringing down your points. And when it comes down to getting mortgages, there's tiers. And if you're very close to one tier, you might run it too many times and bring it down to a lower tier. But that's one of the things that he'll sit there and discuss and looks for. Um, the other major factors in regards to your credit obviously have to do with paying things on time, um, how much credit that you actually have, and the length of your credit besides you know, the inquiries and the types of credit. It's all computerized now through TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. So Dan has come up with a systematic way to break down your credit report and tweak what the things that need to be tweaked, be it moving balances from one card to another or paying off certain things. And he can mathematically figure out, based on the computer system, how much it's going to raise your credit by making these adjustments. He's been fantastic for loan uh, originators like myself who need to get clients into a higher tier to get them a better interest rate. So uh, he's been priceless to our organization and very successful. A lot of people that couldn't apply for mortgages, I have a couple people that he's working with right now where somebody that was, um, wasn't going to be able to find, get them a house and write them a mortgage, four or five months later, now we can get them a mortgage. So um, like I said, he has been priceless to the organization. Um, his name is Dan Sater, and he can be reached at 631 um, five eight two eight one eighty, and that's okay. Day. And we'll have yeah, we'll have that on the website because it's kind of hard to 
take notes while you're listening. Sometimes, if you're, if you can't. Um, okay, so um, I think that's our big picture for right now. Um, what I'd like to have us talk about is I met some very interesting people this week um, who are as part. Of, let me give you an overview. Um, I work for Keller Williams, but and so doing real estate with um, the Islands Home Team. That's our team with my son and my daughter. Um, another hat I wear is uh, Clickets. I'm the co-founder of Clickets. We're a fabric arts group, and we started off as just as a group to get together locally in New Hyde Park, uh, knit and crochet fabric arts. And um, we started crocheting, knitting and crocheting for uh, some service groups, Anna House in uh, Elmont, uh, the Racetrack Chaplaincy, uh, Lutheran Social Services. And we ran, uh, so we decided we'd have sort of a Clickets Cares uh, area because we ran a very successful clothing drive uh, last October where we got over 60 bags of clothes. We literally, some gentleman brought a truckload of toys, bikes. We did carriages, um, baby items. So, um, I, and, and it goes along with everybody, people want to help each other and sometimes they want to volunteer their services and they might go to one or two organizations and they say, oh, no, we don't need help right now. And so that's it. So what we're trying to do is hook people up. So if you want to donate something, if you want to knit and crochet, if you want to donate yarn, um, you have good clothes in children's clothes, regular clothes in uh, that you don't want to throw away, you don't want to donate it to some organization that will create rags out of it, you know, which some do, you know, not not all, but... So um, this week we came across a very um, interesting group. It's the uh, Nassau Suffolk Coalition for the Homeless, and they're holding a special candlelight vigil um, on February 12th. And we have that on our uh, we'll, we actually have it on Welcome to the um, Neighborhood NY.com the information. So I won't go into directions and things like that. It will be in um, uh, Farmingdale State College, uh, multi-purpose room there. So they're having a vigil from 6 to 8. You can also um, bring new baby items. You can also donate that night. And Clickets, we will be there. We are bringing some handmade blankets, baby layette things. So you can bring blankets, new blankets, new quilts, new hats, gloves, gloves, scarves, new winter coats, new baby toddler clothing, new backpacks, books, and school supplies, and new t toys and, and games. And um, they will be given to nonprofit groups that night, and, and things will go right to the people. Because I, I think that's part of being the connection that you can do something and you know somebody's getting it right away. And it was very interesting um, meeting and speaking with some of the people in this area, also at the Nassau County um, Health and Human Services in the uh, handicapped area, um, that uh, just some of the stories they were talking about. And, and you don't think that there's people living in tents 
in woods on Long Island. Um, so housing isn't even an issue as far as them having one. They don't even have one, and there are people that like that. So we want to to make the connection. You'll be able to bring non-perishable foods and have it go right to somebody. So you know you know that when a couple of days somebody's going to be warmer. That's um, part of uh, our our knitting and crocheting and, and donating clothes and things. <clears throat> to Anna House and also uh, Racetrack Chaplaincy of New York, that you know somebody's warmer. You did something, and you know on a cold night somebody's warmer. And you just, you know, you feel better. You know they feel better. And um, so that's that's the kind of community group of the week. Keller Williams, we are also running a coat drive through the end of the cold weather. So if you have any Used coats, um, we have the Adelphi cleaner that's cleaning them for us, and they, again, will be given to people who need them. So if you have a used coat and you you don't want to, you know, have the funds to, to clean, you might say, well, it needs to be cleaned. We can pick it up. We can get it to them. And, again, just hooking people up. Um, so now what I'd like to talk about now is our... Uh, any questions on that, Jason, or any comments about uh, any nonprofit me- message for the? <laughs> I always put them on the spot. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I always get put on the spot a little bit. Obviously, um, no. I mean, I'm a, a huge component of obviously helping people, like like most of us, you know, good-hearted people. And yeah, there's a definite need for those uh, to help those folks out, especially you know, it's been a very cold winter. And uh, anything that I can do or any of us can do, you know, especially coat drive-wise, uh, please get us uh, some more coats. Um, I donated about four or five of them. You can't even believe how many coats. I, I know you guys, a lot of people open up that closet and for some reason think, all right, I'm going to use this ever again, and it sits there for six years. Go donate it. Somebody needs it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and the uh, let me repeat the uh, it's the Nassau Suffolk Coalition for the Homeless. It's a candlelight vigil. It's on February twelfth, and um, it's at the Farmingdale. Here, let me go. The Farmingdale State College. So if you can attend, fine. If not, we have the email and contact number on welcome to the neighborhood or call any of us, Jason, I'm sure, in your company, if anybody could call you if they had anything. And, um, you know, one thing, each thing helps. Um, so now what I'd like to talk about is part of our, um, because we are all, we're all bus- in business, but we're all, like, we, you know, have some sort of a group uh, that as far as communications. And this week I sent out, um, I use Constant Contact, and they're very reliable. They actually have plans for Chamber of Commerce uh, users. They have nonprofit. Um, they, if you have a service, a children's group um, somehow provides services. They have special free programs to help you get your message out because uh, nonprofits, um, everybody's under financial review, financial strain. So that's one thing. So I like them because it really helps me get the message out. And um, I, as part of uh, part of that, I've also been playing around with uh, Facebook. 
and um, I'm not an expert in Facebook. And so the only way is just pick one. That's sort of uh, my column and um, segment uh, topic. Just pick one. So Facebook's the just pick one for February. And I really, um, I I don't mind just jumping in. Um, some people are a little afraid of things. I'm a little careful on what I send to anybody just because I realize that it can go to a lot more people than you thought. Be very careful what you write in an email because you never know who it will get forward to. I learned that. Um, but So I've been using Facebook, and one thing I found that I, I realized I've been able to hook up with a lot of people from uh, different areas in my life that live all over the country and the world, but mostly in the country. And you can send, you can do the do email through them. So you're not, well, which email am I on? Am I on my business email, my personal email? You know, because it's it's hard to keep everything uh, straight, keep all your hats straight. So I found that that you can send uh, email to people right from within there. Yes, you can get their email too, but it's almost more, a little more efficient, and you don't have to worry they changed their email. It's going to be the one on Facebook. So that's kind of my Facebook uh, tip of the week. Um, find somebody that you know that, and and we're both up there. So if you want to hook up with me on Facebook. Um, you can, and we'll give it a shot. Uh, I was just trying to create groups, and then I was going, hmm, I'm not so sure of this. So I, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm not sure how to how to segment the list. I know how to segment my email list, um, but I'm not sure how to segment my Facebook list. So that'll be something we can talk about next week. But and everybody, nobody's quite sure. So don't assume that. Everybody else knows everything. I think that's always been a, an issue with anything to do with computer and electronic media. You always figure it's you that doesn't work. Well, it could be the program that doesn't work. Um, so pick somebody you know really well um, and then start, just start, just jump in. Um, don't uh, start blasting things all over. Just start with somebody you know to get a little bit of a feel for it. And um, I think uh, you you it you'll figure out how to use it for business or personal, and um, and make a little sense out of it. Uh, I know uh, we can post on. Um, Blog Talk Radio, we've got the link up there so that you can go down and you can download the shows. Let's talk a little bit about Blog Talk Radio. I, I think you, you've you been very happy doing it, haven't you, Jason? I mean, we we seem to have a good good time, don't you think? I absolutely love it. Uh, it, yeah. it partially comes down to the point where I love hearing myself talk, so this is a perfect <laughs> outlet for that. But, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. I have too because I think it it and and for nonprofits um or businesses it's a way to get messages out the more we hook up and it's really very easy you set up an account um you dial into a switchboard like I'm the moderator so I dial in Jason dials in I can see who's on air we can add more people which we will have more people calling in and um it's again, you like the first one I, I've mentioned before. I didn't even tell my kids I was going to do. We did 15 minutes because we—I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. So I really haven't didn't tell anybody. 
And um, but it's it's really easy. So if you have a message, then you can do a 15 minute show up to about an hour and a half, I think. Um, and uh, people can then download it to their iPods, download it. Um, people can listen. People come in and listen to it um, all different times, or they can download it and put it on their PC when they have a chance to listen. So it's a way to hook people again up again. I think that's you know, that's the social media. This is the social media and it's free, it's not difficult. And so uh any we have about a minute left, Jason. Do you uh, one more comment. We have ninety seconds, it just said in my ear. Uh the the uh, music you heard at the beginning is by Michael Reeder, and he is currently singing at the Metropolitan Opera. And we will have more um, clips from him singing. So that's who the intro was. Fabulous singer. Um, you got any tips, anything you want to wrap up with? We have about a minute left. Just uh, like I, like always, naturally call your uh, local loan officer ASAP if uh, your rates are above 5.75% um, and just uh, at least look into possibilities for refinancing. Uh, you'll be doing yourself and your family a favor. Yeah. Now, Jason, I've uh, sent this to a lot of people all over the country. Can you do loans only in New York or can anyone? Oh, absolutely not. We're national. Okay, well, that's that was my question, because even if they called you or emailed you and your link is up on our site, then you could help them out. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, good. Okay, because I, I, I wasn't sure. Um, so uh, anyway, well, we're here. Uh, we've really enjoyed speaking to you. Uh, we have about 22 seconds left. Oh, oh now she said 10 seconds. Um <laughs> So my switchboard says one thing. I'm going to close out with Michael singing again, and we will see you next week. Thanks a lot, Jason. I'll see you, Mildred. Okay. Bye. Bye. Guardate cosa son. Guardate cosa son. Okay.